It's time now for Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that shares stories from inspiring people, from a wide range of expert guests, all focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Gina Gardner is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, business coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely You, and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. This is a world of possibilities. A world in which people who put their minds to something can really make a difference. My goal is to help the environment. Someday I'll find a cure for cancer. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we believe that aspiring minds can achieve anything. So we dedicate ourselves to making sure everyone has an opportunity to go to college. Each year, we provide more than $150 billion in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about Money for College at studentaid.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and welcome to Gina Gardner and Friends. You know, I always like to invite people who are going to give such a great interview people who have so much to offer. And my guest today, Ginny Gain, she's a free spirit. She's the author of The Champion Mindset. She's a coach and she helps women fully live their truth. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show and to be talking to you again. Hi, Gina. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks, Ginny. Ginny, give us a little potted history of, you know, how have you come to this place? Because it's not where you started. Yeah, definitely not. I, I've always been interested in human potential. You know, I started with my education kind of studying the human body, and then it really transformed into the mental aspects of the human body, like the psychology part of like how, how or why we're motivated or inspired. And then I just loved that part. So it was all about understanding these, like what's going on in our mind to help to help us be who we want to be in the in the world. And I have I've fallen into the law of attraction a number of years ago and once I uncovered that it was like a really missing piece for me and it was like oh the vibrational component to life and like what's under that and how that can how we can leverage what's like our power is in our energy, right? In our vibration. And so but we're not taught that we're not taught that in school. We're not taught about consciousness and like who we're being as a person. We're really taught about what actions to take. And so I've just loved exploring and learning and helping guide mostly women about being this truest, fullest version of them, of themselves. And I feel like that's where we get our fulfillment in life our like purpose isn't it interesting yeah I've spoken about this on many occasions I think that we as a species are wrongly named we're called human beings and I I love it when you say that yeah 
what we should be called human doings. And I know it's been a huge part of my journey mm. is to learn to be. And it's the area still where I struggle. And I think a lot of people do. It is, you know, the whole world is is kind of corralling us in this one place. And it's to no fault of anyone, right? We are, the way we've been is not wrong or bad, like focused more on the doing, but there are more and more people waking up to realize that there's more power in being first and then doing. So I really like Eckhart's approach, Eckhart Tolle's approach on this, where he talks about your purpose in life. It has, you have your primary purpose and then you have your secondary purpose. And we're taught to like find our secondary purpose. Like, what are you going to do in this world? Yes. But without tuning into or or connecting with our primary purpose, which is the being, we it's lacking alignment. It's lacking that connection to truth of like coming from you. So I think this, we're not ignoring doing in any way. We're just like retraining our paradigm to say being first and then your doing or your action comes from being. And that when that happens, that's when the action is is full of joy and ease versus like the stress and the forcing. It's interesting, isn't it? Because one of the things that I talk to my clients about is that very often I need to find my purpose and they are fixated on their purpose being a particular shape. And it's usually attached to the doing bit. Mm -hmm. And I talk to them about, you know, if you live your life with purpose, if every activity is done mindfully, because you know, 90% of the time, if not more, we are in habitual patterns of thinking and being and doing. But if you are in the moment, if you if you really focus on the doing whatever it is you're doing mm-hmm. with purpose, with heart, then I think the what you talk about as secondary purpose then becomes clearer. But along the way, you are almost by default living within your primary purpose, which is how you show up moment by moment. Exactly. And I think sometimes the like what it means to be or even be present, we need some help, like just even understanding that. Because when we say, okay, be let's take doing the dishes, for example, like no one wants to do not that's this is not my purpose to do the dishes but if we tune into who we're being in that moment um we can bring this joy of life into doing the dishes and and that that joy of life comes from being connected to that whatever inner part of you you call it whether it's your soul or your inner being or your spirit like that it's the connection to that part of us that gives us the experience of living a full life. You know, it's interesting, isn't it? I can remember going on a Tony Robbins course and he was talking about going over to India um, and he was going on to an ashram for three weeks. And part of the deal was that you worked for eight hours a day in order to get your board and lodgings and the spiritual growth um, that was on offer. 
Now he's a big bloke. I mean, anybody who doesn't has never seen Anthony Robbins. I've met him several times and um, he's stood by my wheelchair and my nose has been level with his knee. You know, he is huge and huge in energy. And he was put to work of washing up in a tiny little hut that was shorter than he was tall. And he spent the whole of the first day being miserable and ratty and bad tempered. And as he went to bed and slept on his bed that was at least 18 inches, if not longer, too short. There's a very contrived way. Um, a bed that was so much shorter than he was. He gave himself a very strong talking to and said, this has got to change. I've got three weeks of this, 20 more days. And he went in the second day with a very different mindset that he was going to make it good for himself and other people to be grateful that he had the opportunity. And he made people laugh and they were singing and the day went very quickly. And, you know, it's a really good uh, example of how you know living with purpose, even when you are doing something like the washing up, being grateful that you've got hot water and that you actually had something to eat, and that you you know that you're you can be in a situation where your dishes can be clean and you're not washing them in a in a muddy stream somewhere. Yeah. So anything gives you the opportunity, doesn't it? Oh man, life is our opportunity. Yeah, I love this quote that life is not here to make us happy. When I first heard that, I was like, wait, what? No, of course life is here for like for our enjoyment and our fun and our growth. But it's not life. It's not the external life experience that gives us happiness. It's us. You know, we have to choose that. We have to choose our perspectives and how we're approaching life in order for our life to then feel enjoyable and happy for us. I think that's so powerful. When we choose to be happy, yeah, um, then happiness is something available all the time. I'm very conscious we're gonna go into a short break. We, it'd be great to explore happiness in, in more detail when we come back. So listeners, don't go away. Uh, we'll be back with you in just a minute. Meet Norm. He lives with anxiety. But with the help of this latest innovation from Be Normal, he can be normal. Just like everyone else. With the swipe of a finger, you can project happiness, confidence, machismo. Why settle for being real when you can be normal? The Normal Maker. New from Be Normal. This item doesn't really work because there's no such thing as normal. We're all different. What we like, how our brains work. In fact, one in five of us live with mental illness. Don't filter who you are. Start by talking to someone you trust. And remember, there is no normal. Hi, I'm Ben Affleck. The only thing better than playing a hero in the movies is being a hero in real life. Like the 50,000 veterans who returned from Iraq and Afghanistan with devastating injuries. They are true heroes. And they're why I'm proud to support Paralyzed Veterans of America. They make sure veterans with spinal cord injuries get the care and support they need at no cost to them. To learn more, visit pva.org. That's pva.org. Welcome back. Before the break, we were talking about life and happiness and that it's not the purpose. Give us the quote again. Uh, life's not here to make you happy. And before the break, we're talking about that actually it's, it's our internal being that makes us happy. Yeah. So for people who this is a very new concept, let's imagine that you were talking to a client about this for the first time. How would you explain it? 
I love that you asked that because as we were chatting before, there's this really big, uh, I think there's a really big component to when, when we're, you know, given this idea that, okay, we have, we're the ones that have to change. And this idea, I should be grateful for what I have, right? Like with Tony Robbins and he's like, I'm going to switch my mindset. Like, look, I'm where I want to be. And I can, I can create a different experience for myself. And I think the key to actually wanting to make that choice is realizing that we are responsible for our experience, right? So until, and someone can tell you that, but until we actually know that like we're we've actually experienced like oh yeah this is up to me i'm not a victim to life and there's n- like i can't get it wrong i can i have the power i'm the one responsible and so until we want to take that responsibility until we want to be responsible or we want we have the desire for a different experience in our life Anything else before that is just like, well, you should feel grateful or you should be able to change your mind. And I think that really gets in the way often of us taking responsibility for life or living an empowered, mindful life because we're like, oh, I'm just supposed to do this. This is how I'm supposed to be happy. (laughs) I think there's lots of shoulds and musts and ought tos that get in the way. I'm reminded of you know, for me, taking radical responsibility for yeah. your thoughts, your beliefs, your actions, your words, or lack of them, is at the very heart of being the leader of your own life, which is something yeah. that I think I believe is really important. But I am struck by how many people who get caught up in the, the I'll be happy when syndrome. Yeah. You know, I'll be happy when I've got the perfect job, the perfect wife or, or husband or partner. Yeah. Um, the house, the big house that just cleans itself and children who always tidy the bedroom and do their homework on time and a dog that never makes a mess. And, 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 and. When the life situation is perfect. And there's several things to that. I'd be really interested in your take, but they're always in the future. Mm -hmm. It's always more. And my, my belief is that, that, as soon as you have achieved those criteria that you've set in your and, 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 Mm -hmm. rather than be happy, you're just gonna add more. So it's always pushing out the happiness when I'll be happy rather than I choose to be happy now. Yeah, it's so interesting. So a lot of my work has evolved into this place where I'm teaching now and it's about what how I term it is awakening your truth. And the concept is really, we are living life or we're approaching life from one of two places. We're approaching it from the perspective of our mind, right? Or we're approaching it from the perspective of our truth or our our being. And we we can only be in the moment. So we can only approach life from that place of connection to your truth in the present moment. Yeah. Well, the past, now, isn't it? There's nothing you can do about the past apart right. from it. Right. And so, but we are not taught to live this way. And so we naturally live our life from our mind. And our mind has a lot 
like you said, we're living 90% from like conditioned beliefs and behaviors that is all governed by the mind. And so the mind wants to approach life from, well, this is more of the ego mind. I don't want to include the whole mind in this, but the ego mind or the false sense of self is like, I will only be happy when I have this in the future. So it literally exists in the future or in the past. Meaning if we are living our life through the le- through only the lens of our ego mind, we're never going to be satisfied because we're always seeking for more. It's never enough. We've never arrived. We never get to that full, peaceful, happy place, which only ever exists right now. And right now is the being part, is that connection to your true self part. Isn't it interesting? They've done a lot of research about, you know, where's the happiest place to live? You know, where are the happiest people? And so often they are people who have got very little in the way of material goods. They have enough to eat. They're not worrying about survival. And I think that's important. If you are worrying about whether you can have enough to eat or whether you're going to be safe because you're in a war zone or so on. Very difficult to live in that happy place. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We don't have access to that until our survival needs are met. So I think it's important before listening to that, you know, we're not talking about being Pollyanna here. And we recognize that, you know, those things need to be serviced, but it, you know, quite consistently, you'll find it'll be you know, um, those people who live in close connected communities mm-hmm. in places where material um, wealth is not particularly valued, mm-hmm. where they can demonstrate the highest consistent levels of happiness. Yeah. There's a I love there somewhere, isn't there? What say again? There's a message in there for us, I think, somewhere. Yeah. I would yeah. love to like hold the space for this new paradigm coming out that happiness isn't dependent on any conditions, whether, so there can be happy connected people living with a wealth of abundance, and there can be happy people living with minimal stuff and materials. I think there's like part of us in the spiritual world are tend to lean towards abundance is like material things are bad and it's and I just I want to break free of that I want yeah agree with you more I think yeah. we are uh we are destined um at when we are being our true self for abundance but I think we've got to define what we mean by abundance oh yes. and it's not 47 designer handbags in your wardrobe yeah. or a fast car in the drive yeah uh, but there's nothing wrong with being well off financially. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with enjoying nice things. Yeah. You know, lovely, thank you very much. But it's when we make our happiness dependent on those things that they're trouble. And they yeah, become, it's you know, they become a, a, a consolation prize. I'm feeling unhappy, so I'll go and buy myself a handbag. Oh, uh, we've all done it. <laughs> and, you know. And it makes you feel good for a moment, or I'll eat a piece of cake, um, you know, or you get the next electronic gizmo. It, yeah. If there's no internal connection to yourself, then those things are pretty meaningless once the, the moment of buying them or receiving them or eating them has, has been, been done. Yeah. 
on this path that I've been on of becoming more present and living more from my place of truth, it started with, I had all those behaviors, you know, like I could, I could feel an emotion and I'm like, Oh, I want to go eat this. Or I could feel a different stress. And I'm like, I, I gotta go travel here or move here. And I'm like, so the first part for me of moving beyond that experience, because that is those conditioned behaviors. Like we, we cannot choose something new until we are aware of how, until we're aware and conscious of that behavior that's happening. And so part, a big part of this process for me and, and my clients is just becoming aware of those behaviors, making them conscious, and then not trying to change them right away, just acknowledging them and then being able to remove that self-judgment of shoulds. So like, because pure awareness is is without judgment. So often our awareness is like, oh, I'm doing, I, I shouldn't have eaten that thing because I was feeding my, this emotion that I was, you know, eating emotionally. And then there's that judgment. But until we can observe the behaviors without judgment, we cannot make a new choice. Absolutely. I, I talk to people about becoming the journalist of their own lives. Yeah. That, you know, when you look at a journalist who's following a celebrity, they will know in detail what the patterns of language and behaviours and the way they dress and what they eat. Um, but a, tr- a good journalist is not passing judgment. It's just reporting that that's the case. And when we take away the story that we tell ourselves on a regular basis where those stories are judgmental, I think we can do ourselves a huge favor in terms of our capacity then to move forward. Totally. A lot. It's like this feeling of acceptance. I think this is something like my clients struggle with a lot is feeling like they're allowed to be where they are. Yes. Right. Because if, if I let this be okay, then that means I won't get to where I want to go. And it takes practice and trust to, because we know how energy works. And if we're resisting what is, we're actually stopping and slowing down our journey of where we want to go versus if we can trust and relax and let this moment be okay where it is, now we open the energetic door to letting life unfold. Yeah. Well, we're going to go off to a short break. I, there's so much we can talk about. So please don't go away. We're going to carry on the conversation in just a minute. When you take your car in for an oil change, a good mechanic will also take care of other routine maintenance to make sure your car runs safely and efficiently. Protecting your health isn't much different. When you get a COVID-19 vaccine, it's important to make sure you're also protected from other serious but preventable diseases. It's easy and convenient to get other routine vaccines at the same time as a COVID-19 vaccine. So make sure you ask a healthcare professional about other vaccines you may need to maintain your health. Oh, hi. I suppose you're wondering what an A-list celebrity like me is doing in a place like this. You must know, I'm saving the world. Oh, hi, Beth. Yep, saving the world again. (laughs) Did you know that 40% of all the food produced in the United States is thrown away? That means everything that went into that food, 
the pesticides, the water, the land, was all for nothing. Just look at this perfectly good food thrown in the trash. The pizza with extra Cheerios at these goldfish and band-aid tacos. And just look at this perfect trash burger. This pasta dog looks delicious. You don't have to dumpster dive like Ed Begley Jr. to save the planet. Fight food waste by shopping smart and using what you buy before it gets trashed. That's way better. Ooh, original. Do your part and find out other world-saving tips at betterthaned.org. Welcome back. Before the break, we were talking about the power of being in the moment, of letting go of the stories. Now, I'm very conscious that the time um, on the show is short. So just before we go into our last bit of conversation, where can people find you? Oh, it's really easy. Uh, it's just my name, ginnygain.com, G-I-N-N-Y-G-A-N-E. Everything's there. Brilliant. And, you know, the work that you do very closely aligned with, with the work that I do with people you know, as we sort of get wrap, going into the sort of wrapping up of the show, I wonder, you know, what we've talked about living in the moment, not um, telling those judgmental stories to ourselves. Acceptance is so important. So have you got some words of advice for people who, for this is new, about how they can start to be more loving and accepting and gentle to themselves. I think that is, I just want to highlight, I think that skill of being kind to ourselves is one of the most transformative qualities we can develop. And it just a heads up, it's going to take some work. <laughs> it takes some attention because we've spent decades generally being hard on ourselves and trying to get somewhere else and judging ourselves for different things. But as soon as the first part of that is the decision or the choice that I want this. I want to be kind to myself. I want to practice. I don't need to get it perfect. I want to practice being kind to myself because when we do that, now we're in the energy. We're the example of kindness. And we are, whether it's with our kids, our coworkers, our friends, we are being the vibrational leader in our own life. It, which is what number one, you know, radiates this energy out so that you get more of that back, but you're also just demonstrating, you're being the example of what's possible. Mm -hmm. And when we choose kindness, we open the doorway for life to support us more. That's alignment with your truth. I think that's such powerful um, advice to people and can make such a lot of difference. Now, kindness to ourselves is incredibly important, but kindness to others is also important. And in a sense that when we are kind to others, not when we do it to the exclusion of being kind to ourselves, putting ourselves at the bottom of the pile, that's not what I'm talking about. But we're members, as you know, proudly of, of B1, G, G1, buy one, give one. And so I ask all of my guests, um, which of four particular projects each month that they would like us to donate to on their behalf. And this month it is, it's um, clean water, feeding the hungry, education, and a project to help children uh, in Ukraine. So which of those projects would you like us to donate to on your behalf? I would love to help feed the hungry. 
so we will be sending a donation to you. And for those of you that are listening, if you're a business person, please do go and check out B1G1 or email me at Gina, G-I-N-A, at genuinely uh, dash or hyphen you. Because one of the wonderful things about B1G1 is that if they join through my code, then I get to know how many uh, people have joined and what their impacts are, as well as my own. So it's rather looking like a bee fertilizes a flower. We can see the spread, which I think is, it's lovely. We don't get anything out of it other than the knowledge of how people are spreading kindness in the world. And I think we need it so much more. I'd like to spend the last few minutes talking about what you mean by vibrational leadership, because that's something that, um, that, you know, people who go and look on your website, that they'll find out that, that you uh, work with people to develop their vibrational leadership. It's a part of all our interactions, our actions, our motions. It's like that bottom layer. So we can pay attention to that and manage that versus trying to manage things outside of us because we we don't have control over things outside of us other than through our own inner vibration that's how like everything interacts with each other is through that vibration and so being a vibrational leader is basically about managing your own vibration first and being the example of what you want to be. Very wise words and a great place to finish the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, and listeners, thank you for joining us. And please join us on the next show. Take care. We'll see you then. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.